sec. Testing, mm -hmm. testing. One, two, three. One, two, three. You want to speak into the microphone? Hello. <laughs> Alright, so, you already know who I am, but in case you didn't know, my name is Grayson Earl James, and I am joined by an amigo of mine. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell the people what you do. Uh, my name is Nicole Emanuel. Uh, I am an animation student. I'm in my second year. Mm-hmm. Um, career-wise? Not a whole lot yet. <laughs> not a whole lot yet. <laughs> Getting there. But where do you want to be? Um, okay, so, super ideal situation. We're talking, like, the best I could possibly mm -hmm. ask for. Um, something in concept art and character design. So, you know, you know those big books that come out after a movie's yes. out, and it has all the crazy designs, all everything leading up to the final product. That would be my ideal job, would be going in and doing all those. Mm -hmm. You know, the fun stuff. And that's not just limited to, like, movies. That's also in video games. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and great. it's some of the most beautiful art that you see come out of a production. Yep, which is sad because sometimes you have to go out of your way to find it. When you do, you're like, oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah, and sometimes it's like you you either give away a concept art book or you mm. charge like 40 bucks for it, and then people aren't willing to spend $40 <laughs> on the concept art. 40 I wish. <laughs> yeah? How much would you say it would be? Um, I mean, I could Google it, but they're mm -hmm. usually pretty costly. So end game for you, like dream job, is to be mm -hmm. doing concept art. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Although, like I said, that's ideal. I'd be fine with it, like... Anything? <laughs> yeah, like storyboarding, 2D stuff for the most part. I can, thanks to, you know, my program, I can do 3D now pretty mm -hmm. efficiently, I think. Um, yeah, just for an ideal job, 2D would probably be what I get would into. Would prefer to? Yeah. Yeah. So what started off your passion for animation? Okay, story time. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. So I have four brothers. Mm -hmm. Three of them are younger. So for a while, it was just me and my older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just many years, and we were homeschooled for a certain amount of time. Oh, really? I didn't know that. How long were you homeschooled? Uh, I started normal public school in grade three. So oh, I basically okay. had an extended childhood all mm -hmm. the way up to, like, end of grade two. Yeah, so you were staying at home all the way through kindergarten up to grade three. That has pros and cons. <laughs> it does, but you know what? I uh, Not to get mm -hmm. too sidetracked, but when I was growing up, I moved to a new city when I was in grade three. So it's... <laughs> It's very different. I think grade three yeah. and up are those those formative years. Yeah, um, I, I could go off of this forever. I need to, I, I don't want to get too off topic, but basically for a good extended period of time, it was just me and my older brother. And of mm -hmm. course, him being the older brother, he would you know be the ringmaster of all our games and everything. And he'd be mm -hmm. like, he'd be like, okay, you do this, and I'll do this. And yeah. Just played out. Um. So I just remember have this mem distinct memory from when we were kids. We were having a can't see right now quotes drawing competition. And of course, him, you know, <laughs> I want to say rigging it. We were kids, whatever. Um, <laughs> he won, obviously, because uh -huh. he was two years ahead of me. And when you're a kid, that's like a crazy that's amount huge, of time. Yeah. yeah. He was like, they're never going to beat you. Like two years is the difference um, between like, I'm stronger, faster, yeah. smarter. <laughs> so even though I knew at the time that, you know, we weren't being very serious about it, I was like, oh, I want to be better. <laughs> I want to I mm. do one of these competitions and actually like Win. have something to show for it. On top of that, like since it was homeschooling. Mm -hmm. There was, you know, just your whatever your math, your science things that I was actually okay with at the time. Yeah. Those days are long gone. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with math. Um, anyone who can do it, congratulations. I can't do it. So you're, you're preaching <laughs> to the choir. Um, anyway, um, we had my quote unquote art class was literally just a, a little thing, a piece of paper where it would have like a blank circle and I'd have to like draw in a face or put in whatever. So for me, those were the classes, again, vaguely, mm -hmm. um, that I liked the most. I would, mm -hmm. She'd be like, okay, if you do this, this, and this, you get to have art class. And I was like, 
Because mm-hmm. um, it wasn't, it wasn't, didn't feel like work to me. And that, I guess, carried over all the way to college. Because now if I get a job in art, um, I'll have to work a day in my life. So you were really into art growing up. Yeah. When did that span into like, oh, I see these things moving on the screen and that's what I want to do? It felt almost like a natural evolution. Yeah. Because, of course, the age of the internet, um, it was not hard to go on. Hell, even like before, you know, we were internet savvy and it was just like computer games that were on a disc. Um, mm-hmm. and other stuff. My brother played, um, the old Star Wars, the old, the old, the really old one. I forget what it is. On SNES? I don't want to say Battlefront. Oh, Battlefront's, Battlefront? it might be. That's the most popular one. Um, it was just a really old version. Um, so again, me and my older brother, we would play that. So it was, I was exposed to animation to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it got to the point where I was on the internet and I was getting older and I was hitting high school and I started like wanting to progress more in my art. And when I got a hold of digital art with a tablet and whatever. Yeah. And I got the hang of that. Animation just felt like the next step. I wanted to make my worlds move and mm-hmm. make it feel alive. So. So you like you decided you wanted to be the best at art. Oh, I wanted then, to be the very best like no one ever yeah, was. Yeah, like no one ever was. <laughs> yeah. And then it just seemed like the obvious next step. Oh, yeah. And of course, you grew up with like Pokemon and Oh, yeah. Whatever. I grew up with lots of video games. What yeah. was your favorite video game growing up? Uh, I would say either Ratchet and Clank. I loved Ratchet or and Clank. I had one Spyro game, and it was not one of the classics. It was Dawn of the Dragons, which was like the the crazy 3D was, one with yeah, that Cinder, was and it was multiplayer. It was yep, yep. And I just remember me and my child. You, uh, that was the last one of the trilogy. Yeah, with my friend that you've met, um, that we grew up, yeah, who I grew up together with. Um, I just remember one night we stayed up almost all night, like playing that, binging game. that, and just like, and that's when you get a feel for things like physics and how things mm-hmm. move and how what satisfying movement is and things like that. So yeah, because there's nothing like it, right? Especially with um, like yeah. Dawn of the Dragon, for example. Yep. Like you could fly around the map yeah. as the dragon. It, yeah, it was. And if you're a kid and you're playing, you know, when you're a kid, you're playing like role playing games and mm-hmm. whatever. That's like a sandbox for you, of course, as a game in and of itself. Um. <laughs> so where do you take your inspiration for art? Like like Spyro: Dawn of the Dragon. Is that where like it stems from? Um, that alone, not just that. What do you mean, like my inspiration for art in general? Yeah, where do you, um, when you draw, when you just pick up a pen to paper, okay. where do you like pull your creativity from? Okay, so <laughs> I have a lot of situations where I'll struggle to draw anything if I don't have something premeditated to work off of. Okay. Usually when I get to whatever I open my program or I go, go to paper, um, mm-hmm. I have an idea in my head where I'm like, I gotta get it out. Yeah. Um, so usually it'll be whatever, I'm sitting on the bus, I'm in class, I'm... Mm-hmm. at home I'll have like just stories and ideas and whatever fantasy worlds playing in my head like movies um, and sometimes I'll think up a, a character I like or if I'm playing a video game and I make a character and that character starts to develop in my head with all these traits and stories um, eventually I can just go to a program and draw it mm-hmm. um, was that? Uh, I got a few character designs from like playing Starbound Skyrim Fallout Okay, so some pretty recent games. Yeah, so it's they're really good uh, in terms of like getting that ball rolling of just having a character to start with. If you're like me, um, you as you're playing, you're kind of working out who they are as a character, and that makes it really easy when you go to actually make it. Mm-hmm. You know, just drawing it and stuff like that. Yeah, when it comes to imagination in art, how important do you think that is? Because we have we have art classes, right? Art is definitely yeah. something you can learn how to do these days. Oh yeah, and a lot there are a lot of great artists right now. Like, I'd say more than ever before. You have websites like DeviantArt or pretty much anywhere on Twitter where people are just drawing things up, taking submissions for super cheap, too. Yep. So how important do you think imagination is? And do you think that 
art is a natural talent or do you think it's something that can be taught or do you think there's a balance? Um, do you mean imagination or talent or both? I kind of asked you two questions. Let's start off with the role of imagination. <laughs> those of are kind of, they're related, but they're not exactly the same. Yeah. So let's start off with the role of imagination. How important is imagination when you're doing art? Um, well, I can only speak from my own experience. Of course. And as I was saying, for me, that's kind of where it starts. Um, mm-hmm. You know, things like video games help, but there, sometimes it'll also come up on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think imagination is really important just in terms of like if you're trying to build a world. Yeah. I mean, this is more particular to animation, but if you're trying to like imagine different aspects of a world, what would happen, um, what they're doing, their motivations, all of that, it all comes into play based on your imagination. Your ability yes. to take this idea and just keep going with it, keep going mm. forward. And that's uh, even regardless of how experienced you are, that'll always be an issue of just trying to come up with that next thing. Uh, mm. Lord, Lord knows you hit artist block eventually. <laughs> oh, God. One way or another. And you just like, I can't draw anything. Yeah. Um, but imagination is obviously really important for things like that because in your head there's this world and of course references mm-hmm. always references um that'll help yeah like but a just lot of putting pre- it all together putting taking all the pieces putting it together um and coming up with something that i don't say convincing mm-hmm. but that you feel like you could be in this world like it's a world that people yeah. could live in and as the characters are doing this in one place there's other world stuff happening elsewhere like that's kind of the idea mm-hmm. that you don't think about other things happening elsewhere it's just kind of present yeah and what helps with that is that a lot of creativity stems from other creativity. Oh, yeah. Like you take inspiration from so many things like Spyro. You see these cool dragons <laughs> and, the, you know, Spyro's purple and he's like the special dragon. He's the only purple the chosen dragon. One. Yeah, literally the storyline <laughs> that he's the chosen one. But then people, people span off that and then you have different storylines where like multiple people could be the chosen one, but this guy's the one who did it. And yep. You can build off of that. Um, I, I think that's another thing that ima- uh, imagination can help with is... um. A lot of people will, you know, if you're just the chosen one, people are just kind of like, oh, okay, yay, <laughs> another one. Um, what I've heard time and time again, and I, I'm sure some famous person quoted this, and I just have no idea who it, who it is. My, um, the head of my program just has said it so many times it's ingrained in my head. You can make something really interesting by taking a very classic, very overly used idea and put a twist on it. Yes. And sometimes that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord knows you could love a bunch of examples that I can't think of right now. But that, that's all it takes. And suddenly your interest is peaked. You're like, mm-hmm. I know this stuff, but there's also this. And now I want to see what's going to happen with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and good, typically good franchises, good uh, series will really work on emphasizing that. They'll use that. They won't just slowly gravitate back into the cliche. Yeah. So when you go full circle with this idea, back to animation, did you ever see Frozen? Yes. So you know that Frozen did that, right? <laughs> oh, God, we were so into that in like what, high school. Oh, yeah, God. When I was growing up, too, everybody loved it. I thought, like, this was great. And then, you know, Moana came out and all these other shows. You know, Coco came out. And I was mm. like, these are better. Mm. Oh, no, you don't think so? It's, it's still a good movie. Like I said, it's just over. It's overdone. Mm-hmm. People have seen whatever, all the memes, all the. All the frozen memes. Just let it go. Just, yeah, it, it's like most things when it's overdone. People are just kind of like, OK, shut up already. Um, yeah. But in, in and of itself, like all the people who worked on it, the animation, especially mm-hmm. compared to the natural progress of animation in the past. Yeah. It is, it's it's a movie that speaks for itself. And I thought the story was very fresh um, because, you know, you took, we've, we all know Disney mm-hmm. princesses, right? And there's always a man coming in and saving you. Yep. Even the new Wreck-It Ralph trailer makes fun of that. Yeah. When the, uh, <laughs> the main female protagonist runs into a room of princesses. Yeah, do people think all your problems got solved because some big man came in and saved you? Exactly. Yeah, what is up with that? 
But then Frozen is literally all about this girl who thinks she has to fall in love. And she actually meets a nice guy along the way. But the key part is that she just needed to love her sister because they had some, they had a distance growing between them. Yeah. And uh, I think it's, I think it's really touching. I, I think this is a little nitpicky of me alone. I feel like there are better ways they could have driven that home. Yeah. How do you, how um, would you have done it? Well, it's, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm kind of dipping into an area where I don't, I haven't done, you know, all my research and I'm sure uh, a lot of, of people course. will, a lot of people will defend this tooth and claw. Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like it didn't drive it home quite enough. Like there was also, there, there like was, there was extra I think his name was Hans, and then there was Kristoff. Yes, and as, Christoph soon, as soon as Hans out of the way, there's Kristoff. Yes. So there's still this this love interest that becomes the focus. I feel like it took mm -hmm. too much of the focus away from their sister relationship, but maybe mm -hmm. that's just me. Again, it's kind of nitpicky of me. Um, I think that they could have focused on the sister relationship more. 100%. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. They tried to drive it home, I think, in the beginning, right? Where yeah. they're sisters, and then they're playing, and they're close. And then Elsa hurts Anna, right? Yeah. And then after that day, she locks herself away. The well, the ultimate guide of how to not parent your kid. <laughs> yeah, you know, conceal, don't feel. Don't let them know, right? That's... Like, wow, nice dad. <laughs> and it's not until the Good end. Where, like, Anna's loved her sister the whole time and wonders why her sister won't come back to her. Yeah. And it's not until the end where Elsa's like, you know what, F this. And she, like, catches the sword, <laughs> right? Or no, Anna catches the sword. It's been a while. Somebody catches the sword to save Well, she other. doesn't catch it. It's I'm, I'm not going to go all into it. But, yeah, it's it, it did carry over to the end. I just feel like they kind of had all this other stuff going on mm -hmm. um, that kind of took away some of that focus. So, that's, mm -hmm. that's whatever. <laughs> so what's a project that you would like to work on? So, like, full Ooh. creative reign. You know, you're the artist, you're the genius. So, call you the co-director, creative director, maybe? And you're also mm. an artist working on this project. What would you want to make? Okay, so there's a few things I could think of. Um, this is going to be really vague, but just, like, a major franchise. Something mm. that, like, a lot of people connect with, a lot of people either do or don't want to be in this world. Um, something that inspires people, something that tells... You know, an interesting story. Like, I just want to be involved or get make it up the ladder enough to be involved in a really good project. Mm -hmm. um, be it a, a big movie, uh, a game. Uh, what's some of the stuff I've done recently? I was, what are some of the good games? Detroit that came out recently was a really good example. Mm -hmm. um, the new Spider-Man game. Oh, God, that's beautiful. Uh, uh, God of War. That was yeah. pretty good. Boy. Uh, that boy. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Oh, no. Um. But yeah, just stuff like that. Like I want to get big, get to the point where I can yeah. I can work on stuff like that and be at the either the concept art stage or somewhere along the lines. Um, yeah. that would that's yeah, that's kind of my goal. Um, so a big drive of yours is still to be the best. Like no one ever was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but really, that's what it sounds like you're saying. Um, right? You said yeah. as a kid you wanted to be the best at what you did, and then you went to animation. Another thing I wouldn't mind doing is um, and again, I don't know if this is ever gonna happen. This is kind of fantasy dreamy of me. Um, there's a lot of shows that I would love to work on if they ever got re got a resurgence. Like what? Um, I can think of a few different shows that I liked as a kid that I would like if they ever came back. I'd be like, mm -hmm. "Get me on that!" Oh, like a Ren and <laughs> I need to make this good. We don't want another Teen Titans Go. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Teen Titans Go was I good. Know. I okay. liked it. Uh, okay, I'm being funny. Yeah, I, I've heard it's redeemed itself. Um, mm -hmm. of course, I'm. I watched the original, so I'm all. Ah, I do kids. like the original more. I think um, it would be really nice if they did like a Young Justice. And yeah. made it a little bit more um, mature. There's a, there's a few shows. If teen, if a, a more 
<laughs> I know it's weird to say mature for a kid's show. Mm-hmm. But if something closer to the old times came back, or was it, did you ever watch Stormhawks? I did watch kid? Stormhawks. Love, that was a Canadian show. I would love to see that come back. 16? Dude, it got cut off right before, like, the finale. The finale? I don't or they remember were what was there. happening. They were getting there. It's too complicated to too explain. Too complicated <laughs> of a plot, um, yeah. It just, whatever. If stuff, something that I recognize as a kid came back, I'd want to be in there trying to, like, not sway it my way, but just trying to like make it come make back, it make it come back right, that kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like how people don't like the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they're all like very kid, like too kid friendly. I've only seen like snippets of the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm talking about the the 3D animation. Oh, the Nickelodeon. 3D one. The 3D one. There's yeah. a new 2D one that came out. Oh, another 2D. Um, oh, I didn't know. I was very skeptical of the 3D one when it first came out. Um, mm. I didn't grow up with it. I actually like watched the. What is it? The super buff version? Um, yeah. I don't know. Raphael just being ripped as hell? Early 2000s? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, they were all kind of the same. Yeah. But <laughs> um, he was like the, I'm so angry. He was the only one who had like a, an accent. I don't know if it was Boston or what. <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway, whatever. Um, so, so I watched that like what in middle school, high school. So I was, yeah. a, little, I was a little bit late to the game. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was skeptical when the 3D one came out. I was like, I don't know. All right, so there's two things in animation that I've noticed recently. And it's not necessarily, well, one of them is art style related, and then the other one is more like creative direction. Yeah. They're taking a lot of IPs of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, and turning them into kid-friendly sitcoms. Hyper kid-friendly, like really in your face with the the lights and colors, the, 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 the new 2D one. Oh, it's like very like neon. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually didn't mind the 3D one. I was skeptical at first. It mm-hmm. ended up redeeming itself, um, mainly because it was, it took the arcs from the old one mm-hmm. and kind of used them, but then also expanded on them. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about kid shows. I'm an adult. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, you're an animator, right? You might need to turn up my voice. I'm quiet. I think you're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, turn up a little uh, bit. Sorry, I just wasn't paying attention. Um, it's okay. Anyway, <laughs> me talking very adulty about kids shows. Mm. Obviously, you have to have a certain level of, you know, suspend your disbelief and things like that. But mm. yeah, I think uh, I've seen that happen in a lot of stuff. I can't say I know exactly what's going on there. Like, I haven't watched the new, the new Ben Ten, the new this, the new that, the new. Oh yeah, like the six different Ben Tens. I stopped at Alien Force. I don't remember honestly. <laughs> so that's when he ages up. I, I saw that. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Um. So I, I can't say for sure what's going on right now because I've kind of fallen out of... Those shows? Yeah, the, the the new ones seem to not hold my interest, which is kind of a given. I've seen like Steven Universe and Gravity Falls over the garden wall. And that's the next like that. thing I wanted to talk to you about, actually. Ooh, what so a you segue. Have, uh, you know Cal Arts? <laughs> that sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure they're the people that do Steven Universe. Probably. So <laughs> I saw this post on Twitter. A friend showed it to me, actually. And it was of the new Thundercats that they're making. And that I have seen snippets of as well. Yeah. People are upset. (laughs) Yeah. And I think they have a good reason. Because the art style looks very, very similar to Steven Universe. And a lot of other cartoons are going this way as well. Where, like, nobody has sharp features anymore. Everybody's rounded and very androgynous looking. Uh, I don't think it's too far to say. A lot of the old ones, like He-Man, the old Thundercats, um... Mm -hmm. Even the Teen Titans go back. I don't know. This is all like all over the map, but Airbender, like all it, back. After, it, yeah. it used to be much more common for shows to have a kind of animation or at least, you know, sharper, more a- yeah. adult looking 
type mm. of animation. And now they've completely, or are, I guess, gradually stripping that away and kind of going with this more bubbly, brightly yes. colored. More cartoony. Very, very goofy. Nothing yeah. serious going on. Yeah, nothing at all. No subplots. Um, I think that's part of what people have a problem with is like shows that were kid shows used to have, at least some of them, had, subplot, had serious least, plots. Yeah. Um, not all of them had full-blown arcs. There was a lot of filler, like those shows were still a lot of filler, yeah. but they always had a finale with a overarching, like, we're going to yep. get Shredder. Yeah, you were getting there, You're. it was coming, you were like, oh, what's well, going to happen? Or like uh, Dr. Claw, like, I'll get you next time, Gadget. <laughs> I, w- I don't know if I'd call Inspector Gadget a plot-driven <laughs> Yo, what are you talking it's about? It's very Scooby-Doo, like, oh, it ended the but same even, way. Even Scooby-Doo had, like, a story, even if it was the same story every time. Yeah. Right? But in these ones, it's... They're going on a different wacky adventure. Like Adventure Time is another good example. There, there, there are two sides to it. Some of them are very enjoyable. Mm. Sometimes there's like really good episodes where I'll watch it, and at the end I'll be like, "Haha, I enjoyed that." Yeah. Um, but you don't. I've never felt super compelled to go back, except for shows like Steven Universe, which do actually have a more mm. serious under underlying yeah, plot some somehow. Somehow. Like sexual assault is one of them, I think. Well, not even just that. Like there is. And if you fold it like I did, um, there is like a, a more serious tone going on. Like people yeah. have died in that universe and they're not covering it up. Yeah. Um, so it's that kind of thing. Like I think, and this is, I'm not a kid right now <laughs> anymore. Um, and so I don't, I, I don't know what kids these days um, would have to say about it. But I feel like some kids know when they're not being taken seriously. I think so too. Like, and I think yeah. it's those kids that get like really upset. Because they feel like they're not taking. Or well, being it's taken it's like the seriously. show is babying them almost. And again, I don't, yes. I can't speak for them because I don't know. Um, but I do remember that as a kid being like, "What, what is this?" Mm-hmm. Like I'm a kid, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> so, what were your favorite cartoons as a kid? Uh, well, like I said, Pokemon was up there. Um, I don't remember when I watched Airbender. It might have been later I think on. It's like 2007. Yeah, but I was way into that. That is a very serious plot. Like that's not being around the bush. Season one is a lot looser. But then, yeah. like, they hit you hard with some plot oh, yeah. later on. It's a real journey-driven <laughs> plot, and I, I remember really liking that. Um, God, what else? I know I'm going to go home and be like, oh! <laughs> I should have mentioned... Oh. <laughs> um, I mentioned Stormhawks before. Spider Riders. Oh, no! <laughs> um, Delgado Defenders. There was, a, there was a point somewhere... I wasn't a young kid. I think I was, I was at the end of elementary going into, like, probably grade 7, 8, 6, 7, 8. Yeah. Somewhere there, I was like... You know what? There's all these shows that I haven't watched because I just told myself I would never watch them. Like it's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? Why not? So I just went back and watched all these shows that I had never seen um, when I was younger. So a lot of stuff I have nostalgia for actually came later in my life. Okay. Um. So it's all over the map. That's the reason I can't quite narrow them down. <laughs> like the the Martin mysteries, maybe. Yeah, I, I started watching anime in middle school. <laughs> oh, I watched Inuyasha as a kid. Did you ever watch Inuyasha? No. What was your favorite anime? What is your favorite anime? Right. Mm. You're kissing me at a bad time. I actually haven't watched it in, since last year. Yeah? What was the last mm. thing you watched? Ooh. Okay. My <laughs> friend got me to watch Yuri on Ice. Oh, that's a good one, though. <laughs> it was It was very heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people have a low tolerance for moderately slice of life um, romance stuff. Mm. I don't mind it. <laughs> I think slice of it was life sweet. is really nice, exactly for that reason. Um, it's sweet. But there are, there are super slice of life, like, I don't know, Clanad and... Mm-hmm. Whatever, all these. There's even or on high school the ones with the long names I can't pronounce. Uh, mm-hmm. That yeah, I've seen that one. Sweetness and lightning. I would say in small doses. It's not something I could binge watch that easily. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> it's kind of like, like oh, okay, it's kind of like watching um like TLC, but like their specials, not their regular shows. Because I mean, mm-hmm. you can watch Cake Boss forever. 
So why don't I ask you a final million dollar question? <laughs> so I asked you what kind of projects you would like to work on. Yeah. But if you were making your own project, Ooh. what would it be about? Um, okay, I'm trying to find like common ground between all the stuff that I've gotten caught up in just mm -hmm. in terms of like whatever stories and stuff. I would like something with action. Okay, action, um, any romance? I'm not a violent person. Uh, no, no gore, nothing super like adult swim or anything like that, just action. Okay. Um, maybe, I want to say superhero-y, but I wouldn't mind that. Uh, like I said, a, a very driven plot. Okay. Um, that involves arcs and like, not something like Lord of the Rings heavy, but mm. something <laughs> that's good to follow, that keeps you hooked. Um, something that's probably not of the bubbly, neon-colored cartoon <laughs> style. Maybe something uh, more reminiscent of the older styles, and of course that's just my nostalgia kicking in, but... yeah. Would be nice. I need some Ang fighting Fire Lord levels of light. I would. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Very anime of me. So action, not bubbly. Um. And honestly, something with like very relatable characters. Um. So real characters, not like yeah. the chosen one. Yeah. Depends on the story, but it wouldn't be driven by the fact that they're the chosen one. It would be obviously driven by probably their flaws. Okay. Um. And, you know, you never want to make a Mary Sue, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm just perfect in uh, every way. Well, sometimes it's like they're not perfect, but their flaws are so, oh, woe is me. Like, I'm mm. I'm too generous. I'm uh, I'm the victim, that kind of thing. I'm Kirito from Sword Art Online. I'm, I'm perfect. Uh, Best at the game. Uh, I went, this Sword Art Online went weird. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I fell mm. out of that. Um, but, yeah, it's... So action, not bubbly. Intense plot driven by the character's flaws. Um, yeah, and I'm sure there's a million different um, angles to that that I'm mm -hmm. not looking at. And of course, that's the kind of thing you would usually sort out in a, you know, in a, in a, in a boardroom with like yeah. a team. And um, what, what direction would it be? Would it be like fantasy or would it be sci-fi, medieval? Um, I'm not picky. Uh, in terms of my own style, fantasy would be easier. Because mm. so like dragons, big old big giant airships and stuff is a little bit harder for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but again, I I, I really wouldn't mind sci-fi. Yeah, it would. would be good. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's great having you on. Why don't you tell the Thank people you. where they can find you? Um. So, Grayson here tells me I need to have a Twitter. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we made her a Twitter. Um. So yeah, just okay. You want me to spell it out? I should probably spell it out because people are never going to find it if it's... Her name is Nicole Emanuel, and her Twitter is the same, at Nicole Emanuel, and we'll link it in the podcast description. Thank you. Well, English. <laughs> should I spell it? Oh, yeah, I can spell it if okay. you want. Um, it's E-M-M-A-N-O-U-I-L. You'll never find it unless I tell you. <laughs> exactly. She tried to have me spell um, it before I, the show. I, I wouldn't mind people contacting me through my Facebook either. Oh, okay, what's yeah. your Facebook if you want to? Same thing, Nicole Emanuel. Nicole Emanuel. Spelled the same way. Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so are you ready? Yeah. Are you nervous? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Do you mind if I, like, am casual and not super, yes, hello? Hello, my name is Nicole, and... <laughs> Show off. <laughs> Show off. Yeah, you get like the you get the the, the bassy tones. All I get is Pikachu. You have Pikachu. Pikachu. That's pretty good. <laughs>